Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to another live episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. We're live today on Tuesday, which is unusual for us because we're usually on on Thursday, but uh, we had to reschedule for Tuesday this week. You can call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Join us in a chat room. If you go to Blog Talk Radio, you'll see that we have a room open at the pet psychic that's the pet psychic hey everyone hi laura hey there how you doing i and listeners yeah how's everyone doing um i'm doing pretty good i actually had a nice uh relaxing morning so i've been you know just hanging out at home with the dogs oh that's nice yeah Stormy had his uh, pet massage therapist come over this morning. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I know he loves it. She comes over like, every other week, mm-hmm. and and he just like chills out and gets massages and tells her what he likes and what he doesn't like and. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. What does he like and what does he does? What does he not like? Well, he likes like his shoulder. He likes deep massages. He says, mm-hmm. and she does this thing where she kind of like massages all down um, his spine. Her name is Kelly Evans for people who live in Ventura County, and um, she massages all down his spine, and he loves that. He, he likes anything sort of deep tissue, and uh-huh. and he she does energy work too, and so she he likes that. And but he says around the face is annoying. <laughs> and, and if she really wants to do around the face, that she could do it with a warm, wet washcloth. <laughs> Which is funny because a lot of dogs like to have their face washed with a warm, wet washcloth. You'd be surprised. Wow, I should try that on Ripley. <laughs> yeah, she'd Maybe she'll calm down. She wouldn't run. <laughs> she might. Yeah, but Luca was having such a problem with the. He was so jealous. Really? Of, yeah, he was so jealous, and so he was like kind of running at them and poking them with his nose. I was trying to work on the computer, you know, and he's mm-hmm. like poking them with his nose and then running away. And I'm like, Luca, settle on, get him to settle. And then he'd sneak over there and steal her sock and poke <laughs> her and lift up her shirt and lick her back. <laughs> 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 He's really jealous. Oh. Will you ask Stormy how the massage was today? Yeah. Storm. Okay, Stormy, what do you want to say about how, what do you want to tell the listeners about how your massage was today? It was really beneficial to my body. In in what way, Storm? If you have a cramp, then it goes away. <laughs> If you feel ow when you stand up, then it helps. <laughs> it does help. I'm so glad. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Laura, you were telling me, um, I had read something on your blog about this haunted trailer. 
Yeah. So I've been (laughs) so I've been, you know, looking for um a trailer to buy because I've been thinking about putting it on this like amazing estate. My friend told me I could live on her property and it has like all these like koi ponds and all these rare trees from around the world and it's twenty five acres and um it's just so it's it's beautiful it's like a museum for plants and gardens and it's just really a phenomenal place magical place and she's it's been in her her family since she was a young child and she's in her 70s now her late 70s Mm -hmm. and so she grew up on it and they had like at one time retired circus bears on the property and I think, like, koala bears and, like, donkeys and, like, growing up, there was, like, everything there. Wow. I think she said she even had, like, I think there were, like, retired chimpanzees there, too, at one time. So, um... What so city is this in? Uh, it's sort of a secret, because I don't want to tell oh, people where I'm oh, moving. Okay. Right, right, but, okay. um... Sorry, everybody. I'm like, I have it in my mind that I'm going to move to like a magical estate where nobody knows where I live. <laughs> okay. So I'm not telling anybody. But it's, <laughs> it's in a nice place. Uh-huh. A nice Can you say city. what state it is? It's in California. Oh, it's in it's California. California. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. it's in California. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's not far. Okay. But it's like really a lush place for California, you know. It's like a really mm-hmm. lush estate. You know, really green and tons of flowers. It's really beautiful. Awesome. I actually took Makia there on a harness. I know we're getting off topic, but I took Makia there on a harness, and she was like, which is my cat, and she was like amazed. She was just in heaven. She was like, I don't care what we live on, like, and <laughs> we have got to move here. Aw. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. So I went, so, okay, so I was, like, been thinking, oh, I'm going to get a trailer, and so I've been, like, trailer searching, and um, some of them are pretty big. You know, I want something, like, 39 feet or over, and they can be, like, one or two bedrooms. The bedrooms are really small, but they have, like, they can have stainless steel appliances and, like, full, like, this one has a washer and dryer and, and, like, a real bathroom. They're park model trailers, so... They actually, you have to hook them up to like a septic and to water and propane and all that. So they're mm-hmm. not self-contained. Okay. But in, they're nice. So I was, we went looking with my friend Jim and we went to this, to this one place. I had a few of, I had a whole bunch of them. And um, like I walked in one that was 42 feet and it was clean and everything, but I was like, this one's giving me the creeps. I've got to get out of here. And Jim's like, right. okay, whatever, you know. So then the second one I walked into, I was like, huh, like, I don't know if I could do this or not. Like, all the furniture would have to go, and we'd have to, like, I'd have to pull up, like, make nice flooring. And there's a lot I'd have to do with it to make it livable. It's kind of, I'd have to take off all that the curtains. And, you know, so we were sitting in there for a while thinking, huh, like, could I actually do this, you know? And I yeah. was thinking, hmm, maybe I could. And then Jim left, and he, he was like, I was like, I want to meditate in here and, like, see what I get, you know? And he, so he left me in there alone, and I was sitting on this chair in there, and I heard my grandpa saying to me, who is deceased, he says, you know, Laura, it's not a boat. Because I would love to sail around the world. Like, I'd love to live on a boat one day. And I yeah. keep telling myself, living in a trailer is not much different than living on a boat. Right. And my mm-hmm. grandfather was a big sailor, and he had boats his whole life, you know, or, or his grown-up life. And and so, you know, that's something that I shared with my grandpa a lot of sailing. And and 
I heard him saying, Laura, this is not a boat and this is not the sea. <laughs> he's like, whatever you do, you're not. And he's like, I don't know if I want my granddaughter living in a trailer. Right. But, but I'm like, Grandpa, it's the state, you know. And but I'm like, okay, Grandpa, let me let me meditate. So then, I all of a sudden I have my eyes closed. I'm like totally peaceful and calm, and like you know I feel fine. And then I feel like these these uh, hands on my knees, and I like open my eyes, and there's this little boy spirit, and he's like two years old, and he's like like crawling sort of on me. And I'm like, whoa. And then I look, and then he's, like, on the ground with, like, some toys on the floor, on the carpet. And I'm like, whoa, what is this all about? And I look up, and there's a grown man spirit. He's, like, probably in his early 30s, late 20s. And he's, like, just staring at me with his hands on his chin. When you, see these, when you see these spirits, are you, like, seeing them or you're seeing them in your head? It's in my mind's eye. It's not okay. like they're actually, like, apparitions. That's right, the right, like word. they're not in the room with you. Like, I mean, as, like, they a They are in the room a... with me. He definitely was in the room with me. Right, but, but I mean, you I don't see, see it in like... my head right. rather than I see it projected okay. out. I see, I've okay. I've seen ghosts like that where they're projected out. Mm-hmm. And this was sort of, like, in the middle of that. Because it was, like, in my mind's eye. But, like, sometimes when I'm talking to animals, I can see them in my mind's eye, too. But I know they're at a distance. Like, I know they're at home. Right. Sort of, like, remote viewing or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're sort of, like, at home. But, like, mm-hmm. this is, like, I totally knew that I wasn't seeing the past and mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing the future. I was definitely seeing the moment. And there right. was definitely – sometimes when you see spirits – or when I think people who can see spirits, sometimes you see spirits and they don't know you're there. Like you're seeing them and they like, they don't, they don't have a connection. They're kind of like living in the way life used to be in that space. Mm -hmm. They don't know that you're watching them or that you can see them or that even you're there. Right. Or that their furniture has changed or the paint has changed, you know, but this guy had a, total recollection that I was there and I knew that he was there. Mhm. So he was like he's like can you help my son get to heaven? And I was like why aren't you going to heaven? And and how am I going to help your son get to heaven, you know? Like I that's not something I really do. Mm-hmm. So um but it looks like that maybe that's coming to me now like having to help people get to heaven. And so he's like um well, well, my son needs to get to heaven. And so then I was like, is there anyone out there that can come and, like, get him? And this woman came. It was, like, sort of like a grandma figure, but I don't know if it was his grandma. And, and I was telling the little boy, you know, if you feel, a, like, a sensation, a pulling sensation, to go with that pulling sensation. And if you feel a warm feeling, to go with that. And mm-hmm. and the little boy looked back at his dad and was like, should I go? And the, he was like, yes, go. And then I saw, like, this big, bright light, like, a, almost like mm-hmm. a fire light, but it wasn't fire. And and the little boy hugging this woman. And I was like, whew, wow, well, that's, like, amazing. Like, I think he, he crossed over. And then the man was like, I was like, you need to go. And he's like, well, my, I was like, what happened to you? And he said that he, he killed his son in the trailer. He gassed them in the trailer because he found his wife had OD'd. 
he'd found her in the bedroom, OD'd, and I saw the picture of what he saw. It was horrific. And and he freaked out. He didn't know what to do, and he didn't think he could live without her, and so he just killed them both. Whoa. Yeah. This is Whoa. Like right. So and I, and, and I was like, well, you can't stay here. And he was like, well, I don't know where she is. He's like, I can't find her. Like, he still couldn't find his wife. And I would imagine that if she had crossed over, that she would have come for him. But who knows? Maybe she did cross over and she couldn't come back for him for some reason. I don't know all the rules and laws and ways heaven works. But uh, she definitely wasn't in that dimension. And I was like, if you're not finding her, you need to cross over and deal with your own stuff. Yeah. And then see, you know, if then maybe you can find, help find her if she's in a lower dimension. Or maybe you can find her in heaven. And and he was like, I said, well, do you know anyone in heaven that can come and help you? And he showed me, like, his picture of his dad. And I actually saw his dad. He's, like, spitting out a cigar, pieces of cigar. I was like, well, he's not exactly who I'd be wanted to be welcome to in heaven either. <laughs> so he's like, I don't want to go there. I was like, don't you know anyone else in heaven? And he didn't really know. And then <laughs> all of a sudden this guy appeared, and he looked like he was like, I I don't know why he looked like a basketball coach to me, but I just totally was like, that is his basketball coach. I just, like, knew it instantly that this guy was his basketball coach. This is so weird. I know why I'm sitting in the trailer, right? Your life is so weird. I know. I'm sitting there in the trailer doing all this, right, with this guy, and I'm thinking to myself, wow. Like, this stuff happened to me when I was, like, five and six, and I didn't know how to deal with this. Like, kids are dealing with this stuff. And yeah. they, like, they, this is, this was my reality when I was five and six years old and older. And, you know, nobody ever really knew. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like people deal with this stuff all the time. I'm it's, not the only one. No, I know. I've seen that show, Psychic Kids. <laughs> yeah, right, and pe- people yeah. from all walks of life, too. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you could be anybody that deals with this. So the guy, I think, crossed over, which is really good. But then it was, the funny thing was then, then this, like, the salesman comes, and he's like, can I help you? Can you answer any question? I'm like, no way in hell am I getting this trailer, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I felt like I needed to go home and take a salt bath. And, yeah. And the... the then my friend Jim, it was so great because, you know, it's, like, so nice to have a guy to, like, come and, like, talk, like, guy, like, car stuff, you know? It's, like, right. you know, I don't want to talk about hookups. Like, I I mean, I, it's good to educate myself, but I like to have Jim there who can really help me with this kind of stuff. So he yeah. was, like, at, he's, like, he caught one look at me, and he was, like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, it's a long story. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm fine. You're like, I I just helped two different people go to heaven. (laughs) I've been just hanging out in here doing all kinds of things. I know, right? In a matter of, like, how many minutes was this? Ah, 15 minutes, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All in a day's work of a pet psychic. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, to everyone, um, you can read more about this story at, um, is it The Pet Psychic? Is Is the blog linked to your website? Yeah, it's thepetpsychic.com. Yeah, thepetpsychic.com. You just go to the daily blog tab, yeah. and there you go. You can read yeah. all about it. You can read all about it. There's more stories from other days, and it's really interesting. I mean, I 
can't even imagine all this happening. <laughs> I have so another story. Can I share another story? Real so, quick, because we've got to get to some phone calls. Okay, I'll save it then. I'll save it for a slow spot. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? You No, go ahead. Tell your story. Well, well, you know, I was talking to this woman, and she had this child, and, you know, they had to euthanize their dog, and and this woman had this a seven-year-old child, and the, since they euthanized the dog, the child has been having nightmares about a man at the vet's office that is abusive to animals. And I said to her, you know, there's got to be some truth in this. Like, you know, there's got to be something that actually, right. like, you don't, it was like been like a couple of months and she's still mm-hmm. having reincurring nightmares. I'm like, this little child who's seven years old, she's tapping into something. Yeah. So then I asked the dog who had passed away and he said what she's tapping into is the fear of all the animals at the vet office that's scared of the two male vets because they don't know what's going on. Oh. Vets uh-huh. were not being abusive, but the, yeah. the, the, all the animals are scared. Scared, so she right. Took, she had taken her child back to the vet's office mm-hmm. to, you know, for like, to, they had gotten another dog and she wanted mm-hmm. to like get her dog. And her child was, could not pay attention. She was like crawling underneath the seat. She was crawling on top of the seat. She wasn't like listening to her and she was just like totally like turned into this like, child that she couldn't control and she right. didn't understand what was happening and as soon as she got the child back to the car the child mm-hmm. was fine and she just sort of forgot about it she didn't really like address it wow and she says that the child pretends she's a dog often and says if she wishes she was a dog well i said to her you know what was happening there is that the child was is so empathetic to animals Mm-hmm. that there's no separation between her and the animal when she's in the vet's office. And right. she's actually acting like a stressed animal at the vet's office. Right, yeah. And I think this is so important for people to know that sometimes these children are acting out someone else's problem, mm-hmm. not their own. And I have this whole this whole thing, that ADD, attention deficit deficit disorder is mm-hmm. really psychic children not knowing how to deal with it. Wow. And so I don't know. That it sort of reminded me of that because I was thinking, okay, what if I was just like some kid being brought with my parents to go look at RVs? I would be like freaked out. I'd be like <laughs> Uh yeah. I don't think a kid could handle I mean, I guess you would learn to, but you, you know learn drug to. drug overdosed mom yeah, like baby to see child. that in the bedroom, yeah. you know, That's you would horrible. actually see that image in the bedroom. But I think That's it's important for, for parents to really start thinking about their children and like, wow, maybe my kid is doesn't just have a crazy. Hey, so I think we just actually had a, I think Laura's having some electricity problems and her call has just dropped. So hold on one second. Let's see if we can get her here. Um, For those of you who are interested in uh, seeing more about Laura, you can go to thepetpsychic.com. Laura, are you back? 
I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> We're you like, uh, I thought like my internet dropped or my electricity dropped. No, but you know what here. it is? Is when I talk about spirits so much and they like come around and I think they <laughs> throw off the connection. Like seriously, I think that's what it is. Are you serious? Yeah. That's so weird. That's really, really weird. Um, well, we got someone who's been on hold for a while. So for all callers, uh, when you first talk to Laura, what you want to do when you get on the air is Think about uh, one question you want to ask, Laura. We want to be limited usually to about one, or you know, and if we have time, we'll take more than one. But And also, when you get on the air, describe uh, what pet you have, what, what does he or she look like, the name, and what kind of animal it is. So we're blindly taking calls. Hi, hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hi there. My name Hi. is Hi. Hi. Um, Laura, I have several uh, dogs in that have passed on, and um, can can you tell me if any, I mean, I don't know if this is too generic or I could get more specific, any one of them coming through for a message hey, for you me? You know what, I, I work, that's, that's a good question. I actually work different than a lot of mediums. I like to know who I'm talking to rather than okay. just kind of going out in the space sure. and kind of picking okay. someone up. So pick one that you'd okay, like to talk is, to. And, yeah, his okay. name is Barney. Okay. And what does Barney look like? He's a white poodle. And um and how when did he pass away? Um December 6, 2007. Oh, 2006. Oh. December 6, okay. 2006. Okay, hold on, let me get him. I want to tell my mom I want to come back to her. I've been exploring the angel realms. I've been trying to tell her that angels are watching over her. I've been telling her this by pushing my paw gently on her face. Did he used to do that in life? Um, uh, no, he didn't. No? Hold on, I wonder why he would do it now then as a signal. That doesn't make sense. Hold on. He says, yeah, when he lied next to you, he'd push it gently on your face and on your shoulder? No? Okay. You don't um, remember? Do you have a question for him in particular? Um, yes. Can you ask him how, um, uh, I, I'd kind of like to know, what is he doing? Okay. In, it, it, yeah. I'm exploring ways to bring magic to mom's life. Sometimes when I feel like she gets depressed, she needs more sunshine. She should open the curtains more. Do you have your curtains drawn? Um, in my office, I do because then the sun's beating right on me. So in my uh. office... You know, yeah. Because what's interesting about it is that a lot of times when you talk to them about what they're doing in the other side, they have, like, jobs that seem kind of more practical than what he's saying, you know. <laughs> they seem, like, almost a little bit more material than what he's saying. And so um, he's really trying to help you on a spiritual level um, about bringing, bringing, like, sunlight to you and bringing magic to you and bringing, like, joy to you. Do you feel like you need those things? I do. Okay. 
And he said also that he wants to come back to you. Is that something that you're open to? Well, see, it's actually my mom's dogs, and I would be visiting them all the time. And he's oh, with okay. my mother in spirit. So oh, I don't okay. think he thinks to come back to me. He, yeah, he so maybe he's mom. saying that he would want to come back to your mom. So let me clarify, too, that he's... He, this message is actually for you and not for your mom. Like, did, yeah, my mom's did, in spirit. My mom's in spirit. Oh, your mom is in spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Bonnie was a very special dog to the entire family, so. He said that he would want to come back to you. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. He say, He says he's with your mom. But she does more things than I do. She's more active. She's trying to learn to be a kid again. It's interesting because he says that she's doing things like learning to climb trees, like to be like an active. That's interesting. I wonder if your mom might even want to reincarnate again. Was she active in life, your mom? No, she was very sickly in life. Oh, so what it sounds like is that your mom is sort of like practicing and they can do this in in heaven, both um, humans and animals, about how to live like really healthy and how to be like dogs that are aggressive will practice having dogs walk by them and not being aggressive. And so it mm-hmm. sounds like your mom is practicing, like, how to be a really healthy child. Was she a healthy child? Yes, very much so. Yeah, so she's doing that again, like climbing trees, and it looks like she's very much outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But, but he watches over you, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks so um, much for your call. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Wow. That was interesting because he died quite a while ago, 2006 or 2007. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how much, I know you talked to, um, well, as you know, we were talking about how you were just talking to all these dead people earlier. Mm -hmm. But how much of your practice is, like, doing medium work opposed, do you do mostly animal work? Mostly animals. I don't do that much medium. I would say... On an average, between two and three hours a week. Mm-hmm. But I don't really advertise it. I just, like, yeah. it's like, you know, whoever finds me, then, right. you know, I, because my the animals are my real love. Yeah. And it's because of my friends who have had children or loved mm-hmm. ones that have passed by that have pushed me to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just put it on my website, and if somebody <laughs> finds it and orders it, that should good. <laughs> but otherwise, it's just yeah. sort of left out there. Yeah. Hey, but, uh, we got um, we got Rainbow from Oxnard on the line. Rainbow. Hi. Hi, you there? Hi, Rainbow. Yes, I am. Hi. So, um, what can I help you with? Um, I recently have changed in my living situation. Mm-hmm. And my dog seems to be peeing inside. I want to know if she is happy where she's at or maybe why she's doing it. Okay, where is she peeing? In, like, the front living area. Like, no one sits in there. It's just kind of there. 
Okay. But other dogs and, have marked in there as well. So I don't know. And what kind what kind of dog is she? She is um a cattle dog I think she's brown with a light brown face. She kinda has roddy colors. Okay, and well, how old is she? She's six years old. And what's her name? Isis. Oh, that's cute. And has Isis <laughs> has she peed anywhere else inside or is this like really the no. only spot she does it? This is the only spot, and I just don't know if she's not happy where we are. Okay. Or what so we her deal is. Ask Isis, like, like, why are you peeing in the house? Like, are mm-hmm. you not happy? And please, to pee only outside. Mhm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I, I sat her down and asked her. <laughs> oh, you did good. And yeah. when did you do, did you get an answer back? No, she just kind of looked at me. Okay, good. So she's prepared. That's good for yeah. all the listeners to know. It helps me to to talk to them quicker on air if you ask the dog the question first. So, okay, good. Let me ask Isis. She says it smells so bad in there, and I want the smell to go away. If I pee there, it's sort of like I'm marking my spot. I like our room, but the other rooms, I think, smell bad. She said that sometimes she thinks that the house gives cranky attitudes. Do you have a roommate? <laughs> um, well, I, can, I live with a family, and so they have teenagers as well. Oh, so they go. <laughs> Are the teenagers cranky? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, I think they're just typical. They're not angry at anything, you know, like angry at their mom or anything like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let me ask her what's the cranky at. Like, what maybe what can she do? Okay. She says, sometimes I don't feel like we're always welcomed. Is that true? Um, I... Um, personally, I don't feel that way. Okay, you feel like you're welcomed. Yeah, I feel like I'm welcome. Maybe she doesn't because the other dogs in the house are males, and um, the owner of the house was kind of iffy about having a female. Okay, so what I should ask her is, like, do you feel not welcomed by the other dogs or by the people? Um, maybe, I don't know. That's a good one. I don't know. Oh, well, let me ask let me ask her. I think the other dogs are okay. I think it's the people that don't love me. How long have you been there? Mm, I'm going to say maybe about 3 weeks. Oh, so that's not very long. And cattle dogs no. are pretty indifferent, right? So is she, like, really super friendly with them, too? Or is she kind yeah, of... Yeah, well, all the kids play with her. They play ball with her because she's a ballaholic, and they love her. Well, and they, she sleeps in their room. Yeah. <laughs> she sleeps in their room? Well, like, when I'm not here, if I'm, like, at work, they she'll tend to go into one wherever, like, the girls are home during the day. So she'll go into the girls' room. Well, that doesn't make sense and at all, then. Hold yeah. on. I wonder if it's 
like I think it's maybe the mom that she doesn't think welcomes her. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's true? Um, it could be just because, like I said, she the whole female aspect that she didn't really like female dogs, and then also now she's peeing in the living room. I did try carpet cleaning, but I don't know if I need to do it again because I thought I got the smell up, but then you could smell it again that night. But she sh- okay, hold on. So I'm going to tell her to really to think about the positives about the place, about how the kids really love her and she can sleep in their room when you're not there. And it's just going to take a little while for for everyone to feel like it gels. To get, I mean, mm-hmm. you're all new. So, I mean, yeah. so it's just going to take a little while, but it will feel normal to everyone in a little bit. And just to please pee only outside. Okay. I want my mom to know I just feel a little uncomfortable. When she goes, can she tell me for how long? She says that sometimes there's one dog that scares her a little bit. Hmm. Does she, is it um, black and white, do you know? He sort of pushes on my neck a little bit. Do you know who that is? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Because there's one male that um, they both had, like, a little scuffle when we first moved in, and they kind of were just cautious of each other. Oh, so maybe he pushed mm-hmm. on her her neck then. Yeah, he's black and white. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Well, they'll get... They'll get they'll, yeah, I take them on walks together. together, and I think she probably gets back at him because when he sniffs something, she goes and pushes him out of the way to sniff what he's sniffing. <laughs> so we're um, back at so, him. <laughs> uh, she pushes him out of the way. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to think about how to tell her. I think it's important for you to, and for you to stress to her, too. That's really uh-huh. important for her to pee only outside and that everyone is just has to start to feel like where everybody fits and that it's all going to it's all going to be okay and it's all going to feel right it's, we just have to give it some time but it's already okay. doing pretty well and about the time thing is she referring to when i leave yeah when you're not home okay. when you leave her in the house she wants to know how long you'll be gone okay like our time like I'll be back yeah, at five. hours. Yeah, so when okay. you tell, so for everyone, when you tell your animal, like, how long you're going to be gone for, you want to either, like, kind of feel in your body, like, that that length of time. Like, you can kind of get a general idea of, like, what two hours feels like or what, or, like, if it's you're coming back after dark, you want to picture the sun going down and it being dark outside and then picturing how long after dark you're going to be there. Or if it's like the next day, you picture the sun going down, then you picture the sun coming up, and then you kind of picture about when during that day you'll be home. Or you can kind of even think about food and like when they're getting fed and how soon before or after she gets fed that you'll end up back home. But I think it's also, it's like when you go, she doesn't, that might be the part of when she's feeling, like, really awkward or she's not welcome there. It's, like, if you're going to be, like, who's going to feed her, like, who's going to actually be the one that notices, like, 
what she needs, you know? So it's that feeling of, like, I'm a little bit uncomfortable because I'm not sure exactly who is the one that takes care of me when I'm go- when mom's gone. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, who, who, yeah. who des- who's got that, who's designated to that? Mm. Is there anybody no one, in particular? No, no one really, because I tend... If it's nice that I'm going to be home at midnight after work, I may ask them if they can feed her for me. Uh-huh. But in general, I just usually feed her myself. Okay, so then maybe on those days, say, hey, so-and-so is going to feed you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, if you she gets fed at a certain time of day, or the dogs, do the other dogs get fed at a certain time of day? So they like, actually free feed. So I try not to let her eat their food, and she's oh. actually doing really good and not doing that because issues. (laughs) Yeah, did I say to you that she said that she had a that she had an issue about where she gets fed? She Uh, said that. Yeah. She said she was unsure about or like she had an issue about where she's getting fed. Oh she doesn't like where it's at? Yeah. She says it gets different. It goes different. Huh. So maybe they're feeding her somewhere else. Where do you feed her? Yeah. Um, I feed her um, at the kitchen, like where the kitchen table is. There's a carpet, and that's where the other food is on, like, the other side of the table. So oh. I, just, I, I feed her right there. Maybe have them feed her there, too, and tell tell her when you leave, I'm going to mm-hmm. go, but they're going to feed you here. I think it's the unsure about what you're doing some nights and who's going to take care of her, and that's awkward. It might be awkward okay. for them, too, like, oh, my God, we have to feed her. Oh, did you feed her? And then yeah. there's, like, you know, this unsure or, like, you know. Okay, well, let us know how she does and if she stops. I will. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get to one quick call before our guest. Okay. We have, uh, let's see, Sharon from Oklahoma. Hi. Hi, Hi Sharon. Hi. Um, I would like to know, my cat, uh, Baby, she passed away a while ago, and I just want to know if she is there, if she's planning on coming back to me. or. Okay, and what does Baby look like? She's a black cat. She's all black, okay. All black. Okay. Except a tiny little spot on a paw. She says she's there and that she's teaching other animals how to hunt and to travel well. She says she goes with animals that are nervous, like to the vets or to or if they're moving, she travels with them and helps calm them. Was she a good traveler? No, she hated traveling. Oh, okay. In fact, so like, she liked to hide in dark places most of the time. Oh, she did? So then that's something that she was working on in heaven, and so now she's gotten so much better at it in heaven that she can help others. Wonderful. But sometimes, like, when they were scared of, they had, like, a real, like I was saying earlier, if they were having an issue, that's something that they work on and that they can make that into their job, too, if they progress through that. Yeah, she was a throwaway, and somebody found her in a dumpster, and, uh, I fed her kitty milk. and She says that she's not sure if she's coming back because she likes it there in heaven. Oh, okay. She said it's freer. 
She says, when you have a body, you can have more fear. That's kind of can be true. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, she mm. says that she watches over you, though. Oh, that's nice. I feel her sometimes. She said sometimes she sits by your feet, like on the bed. Ah, yeah. Sometimes I feel her on my chest, actually. Oh, you do? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> she says I'll play around her a lot. She can oh, still right. talk to me. She says you should get another cat. Do you have one already? No, no, no. I'm in a situation where um, the owner of the house doesn't want any pets, so. Oh. She says when you're ready, she'll help you find one. Thank you, baby. That's so <laughs> sweet of you. Aw. Thank you so much for your call, Sharon. No, yeah, thank you for taking calling my in, call. Sharon. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Aw, sweet. That was really sweet. Um, so today our special guest is uh Lisa Wilhart from Love a Lovable. And uh their their website is loveapitbullrescue.org. dot org. Liesl, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi Lisa. Hey, Laura. Hi, thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us today. So, um, so Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself and about about love a pit, lovable pit bull rescue. <laughs> okay, well, um, we started lovable about uh, twelve years ago, and as a primarily uh, pit bull rescue, and then about three or four years ago, um, started doing small breeds as well. So we we're doing a lot of small dogs. Um, poodles, Shih Tzus, Terriers, little guys, and then uh, and then pit bulls. Um, oh, wow. And we mostly started the small dog rescue after we were on the Dog Whisperer show. I don't know if your listeners are fans of Caesar Milan or the Dog Whisperer, but we uh, were able to be on an episode of that, and um, actually our problem dog was a little Chihuahua, not a pit bull. Oh wow! And how <laughs> and, did the um, Chihuahua do? Did he get? Did he was? Did he was he helped? Um, well, I think ultimately yes, but Caesar ended up having to take him. His name was El Diablo, uh-huh. um, and he was very aptly named. I think um, he had to take him with him. He wasn't able to come and just you know, work with him here, and he realized his issues were were much deeper and I think more complex than just, you know, one visit could deal with. And he ended up taking Diablo home with him, and yes, he oh, did wow. ultimately help him. So oh, he, he's a much happier dog today. I think he was very fearful. Um, but because he was so fearful, he was really, really mean to all the pit bulls. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's not very smart. He he tormented the pit bulls and they were all they all lived in fear of him and so I think Caesar recognized things were very out of balance here with that and um mm. and he took and he so he took Diablo. But I think a lot of people saw the episode and a lot of the rescues um in Los Angeles started to call and ask if we would consider helping little dogs as well as pit bulls because um because we have the facilities, and, and so anyway, that just kind of grew out of that. Um, oh, that wow, that's neat. Then, yeah, so it's led to saving a lot of little dogs, too. Mm. And we get most of our dogs from shelters um, in Los Angeles. They're pretty much all death row dogs, whether they're oh, big or you little. Do. They're, mm-hmm. And how do you choose them? Well, 
if if I'm lucky enough, I get to watch videos of the dogs, and I um, if I can see a video of the dog interacting with people and another dog, I've never oh. been been wrong in my feelings. You know, I get a real strong feeling yeah. about the dog. Yeah, and um, I can just see its spirit, see its nature, and um, if I feel like it's a dog we can really help here, then I can choose the dog in that way. And if I'm not able to see a video, I I have people I really trust that are very good at um, picking dogs, and and, um, they choose a lot of the small dogs for us, this wonderful Mm. woman who lives in um, Los Angeles. Her name's Missy. Um, she she picks a lot of our little dogs. But the pit bulls, I really like to try and choose myself because I think I just, I think I know what to look for at this point. And um, we really try and take dogs that are not really aggressive dogs, mm-hmm. that they might have other issues. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of them are really damaged, you know, in a lot of ways. But um, but they have good good souls, you know, really good hearts. Yeah, they have such wonderful temperaments, pit bulls. I think and when I was mm-hmm. training, they were, like, the only breed that just loved to work for praise. <laughs> like, you didn't yes. even really need treats for them. No, they were just... No. No, <laughs> you're right. They just want your love. They will do yeah. anything for your love and your affection. So, And um, I always thought but, they'd be great service dogs, And but the service dogs, they can't. They say they can't use them because they scare people when they're found because mm-hmm. people are scared of pit bulls, but I think they would be so yeah. great at search and rescue. They're so intelligent. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I know there are a few, you know, there are a few um, therapy dog pit bulls and search and rescue pit bulls, yeah. but, yeah, unfortunately that is an issue. I mean, it's that stereotype that goes with them and, um, right. you know, people who who live with them try and be real sensitive to that and you know aware of that but it's sad it does put a limitation on what they they can do out in public and and it's not the dog so much as people's perceptions of the breed Um, right you know it's sad i found that if you put a bandana on them people don't have as much fear (laughs) you're right and you know the other thing that works really well tutus pink Ballerina tutus work really well to, to break down that fear. We, we like to dress our pit bulls up in, in pink tutus and we take them out in public. And, oh, you, you know, okay. as soon as, yeah, they don't look very threatening when they're wearing tools, you know. Right. Just, um, and sparkles, you know, tools, sparkles, hearts, um, tiaras, whatever Aww, it takes. Yeah, so great. So we do so, a lot. And they love to be dressed up. It's so cute. Yeah, they love the so, attention. So tell us a little bit about Bambi that you have okay. at the shelter. Yes. Thank you, and thank you, thank you for being willing yeah. to help with Bambi. She's lying at my feet right now. Um, Bambi is a blue and white female pit bull that came to us about nine months ago, and she's absolutely wonderful with people, very, very submissive, very um, sensitive and gentle. Um, but Bambi has not been adopted because she um, is really aggressive with dogs when she first meets them. She um, goes on the offensive very quickly, and when we've had people uh, who wanted to adopt her bring their dogs here to meet her, she's always really aggressive with the new dogs, and, of course, that really scares people, and they they don't want anything to do with her. And um, what we've found here when we work with her is if we go really slowly and we take a long time to to let her get comfortable with the dog, she does warm up to them, and she um, 
she loses a lot of the aggression, although she gets really jealous. Like, she, she doesn't want to share attention with other people. Mm. Um, and she, if if you're petting one dog, she runs up and, you know, and tries to get in, in between you and the other dog. And mm. she's, um, she gets really jealous, and that can lead to, like, snapping at the other dog or showing right. aggression. Um, but her real issue for, for being adopted is a lot of people have dogs or they have friends with dogs, and they want a dog that's really safe with you know, meeting strange dogs or going out in public, yes. and she's okay, not. So let's, and we, let's we talk to her. Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Let's talk to her. And one of the things that she's I'm right gonna. Here. Okay, and one of the things I'm going to really explain to her, and it's something that you can explain to the other dogs that you have, is yes. that um, it is, it's important for them to imagine a future different than their past, that okay. their future is going to be completely different than what they've ever experienced, and that there's tons of love in their new home and where you are, there's enough to go around, and that really their job is to play and to have fun and to make friends. And okay. whatever happened to them in the past, they can forget. And then the other thing that's really important is for them, for her especially, is to remember her calming signals. And that's their body language that they use to calm themselves and to communicate with other animals, licking, yawning, blinking their eyes looking mm-hmm. and looking away, and that to notice when her body is getting stiff, when her body is getting jealous, and to say to herself, I am loved, I am safe, There's, an, I have tons of friends, and then to lick okay. and yawn and to blink her eyes. Um, okay. Okay, so let me ask her why she's why she's doing this. Hold on. Okay, okay. She says, I'm doing it because I'm scared dogs will jump on top of me. Mm-hmm. When I get to be good friends with a the dog, they usually end up pushing me away. But actually what's happening is it's happening the other way. She's 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 ho- taking something that may have happened to her in the past. Mm-hmm. Like she may have lived somewhere in the past where that has happened, and now she's doing it to other dogs, and she needs to let go right. of that. She says, some dogs are nice to me, but we're kind of fighting to find a home. Uh-huh. And so you're not really fighting to find a home, that there's enough homes for everyone and that everyone gets is going to find the, the exact right home for them. So if, if someone is coming and looking at her and another dog and they pick the other dog, that just means that that home was better for the other dog doesn't mean okay. that there's anything wrong with her. Okay. I think it does mean there's something wrong with me. Mm. Yeah, it's so sad. We often feel that way with these dogs when they're not chosen, that they know they weren't chosen. Yeah, it's hard, they do. It's hard for them. And yeah. so what it is was important for you to say is that, that be really happy, like maybe like have like a little, like everyone gets a treat because so-and-so found a home. And okay. and what kind of home do you want? Everyone imagine what kind of home you want. It's because the more they imagine what they want, the more that's going to attract to them. So you can okay. really empower them, like, like, do you want a home with a real with an with another dog that's really kind to you? Picture what that dog looks like, you know. Picture right. what the family looks like, and have them attracted to them. 
but be excited for the other dogs. That's really exciting. Okay. Okay. I yeah, want a home where people love me. That's interesting because mm-hmm. it's like the name of the organization too, you know? It's like yeah. you've been thinking <laughs> about it. Um, mm-hmm. I want a home where people play with me. I want a home where people hold me if they play with another dog. So that's interesting. So she's saying that she knows she needs to be restrained right now when another dog is playing with a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says, because then I can watch. Because I don't always learn I act. Like I react. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really smart that she's saying she needs mm-hmm. to be held to be mm-hmm. to learn. That shows right. great awareness. Yeah. I like being active. Yep. I like treats first. But sometimes she has to realize that someone else is going to have a treat. Why is it that we're all sad inside? They're so nice to us here. And we all have a deep sadness inside. And sometimes we fight to feel the love. So she's saying that she, when she feels sad inside, another dog is getting loved. She kind of fights for that love so that sadness will go away. Mm-hmm. Just, she should know that that sadness will be gone and that she is happy and she is loved and she can find joy in finding other dogs that have had that same feeling feel loved, you know? It's like mm-hmm. being happy for one another. That would be a right. good thing for you to maybe talk to them all about is be happy for one another. Okay. Because what that does, too, is it teaches her to not only, like, like to really stress, like, the licking and the yawning and the blinking of the eyes, but then also be like, watch the others lick and yawn and blink the eyes so that they can watch right. how others are dealing with it. It's right. hard because she's dealing with her own stress, and it's hard to look to be compassionate. Like you said, one of your missions is, and one of your philosophies is compassionate to others. Well, it's hard yeah. to be compassionate to others when you're suffering. And, yes. you know, we want to be suffering and be compassionate to others too, which it's, it can happen, but to really teach that message to her, you know, about yeah. About compassion, and even though you're suffering, you can send love to others. There's enough love in the universe for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, a really uh, beautiful message, I think. And yeah. she is, she's such a sweet and loving girl, um, but she has that, um, it's that, it's anxiety. I think it is anxiety, that nervousness that there isn't enough. Because she never yeah, had enough. So, in her so let's kind of switch it and say you have enough you have okay. enough you have you're getting a home you're you know you have mm-hmm. enough now you're here i tell them all when they're in a rescue like your organization i think you are one of the lucky ones and you hold that strong because no matter what you are going to be watched over you right. are one of the lucky ones and they need to sort of like an angel is watching over you in order for you to get here and let that be their foundation. Okay. You know? Okay. So yeah. tell us so tell us again, um, your website and how to spell it and okay. where 
<laughs> yes, um, it's um, uh, lovablepitbullrescue.org, and uh, lovable is spelled L-U-V-A-B-U-L-L, pitbullrescue.org. And all of our dogs are also on PetFinder. PetFinder is a wonderful resource for anyone looking to adopt. Um, and if you want to go on PetFinder, our zip code is 97405. Um, and all of our dogs, big and small, are listed on there with information about them and pictures. And we're happy to email people and give them more information about all of our dogs, both the pit bulls and, the, and our little dogs, too. And you guys are located in Eugene, Oregon, right? That's right. Right. Okay. And so do you adopt out all Oregon? No. My goodness. We are contacted by people from all over. We've had dogs go as far away as, as Canada. Oh, um, good I to think know. It, yeah. When people fall in love with a particular dog, I think they're willing to come from a long ways away to <laughs> get the dog. Um, so we've, we have a wonderful group of um, families who've adopted from us from all over um, Oregon, Washington, um, Canada, Idaho. Um, yeah, they come from a long way. So um, we try really hard to place the dogs, you know, in compatible homes. Lisa, thank you so much for for coming on and doing everything that you do. Oh, thank yeah, you so really much. Really appreciate it. Thanks so thank much you. for helping Bambi, and thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay, be well. So for um, all of you who are interested in Bambi, who's two years old, you can find her on thepetpsychic.com. You're going to have a photo and all the info on there, right, Laura? Yep, and, yeah, the website address will all be listed on there. Great. On thepetpsychic.com. Okay. Awesome. Stormy's so, Words of Wisdom. Stormy's Words of Wisdom, my favorite time of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Stormy, <laughs> honey, what's your word of wisdom today? I think everybody should take care of their their animal's body and massage them. <laughs> what, what else, Stormy? What else is your word of wisdom? Loving everyone even though you have a toothache is a good idea. Wonder, what does that mean? I know, Stormy, I think because he, he was listening to us saying about compassion for others. You know, and you could love every love. Send love even though you have suffering. Stormy, do you, are you saying you have a toothache? Do you have a... T- no, I think Bambi has a toothache. Oh. <laughs> oh that's interesting. So, if, Liesl, if you're still listening, see if Bam check Bambi's teeth. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. so interesting. Why do you think Bambi has a toothache? When I was thinking about Bambi, I was thinking that tooth feels like it hurts. Which tooth, Stormy? Which tooth was that? The lower left. Okay. Lower left. Yeah. We'll we'll have to send them a message. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Stormy. (laughs) So next week we'll be on at our regular time, Thursday, right? Yep, Yep, Thursday at noon. Pacific Standard Time. Time. And uh, you can read more about Laura and what she does at thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. Call us next week to talk to your pets. And we're sorry we didn't get to all the callers, but we only have 
such a limited amount of time. So we hope you join us next week, and see you then. Bye. Bye, everybody.